Welcome to Darren Daily On Demand, your most trusted resource to help you become better every day. Today, we have a special episode where we go one-on-one with Darren. This is an excerpt from a private interview session with Darren. The question Darren was asked was, you interviewed the titans of business on a regular basis, from Bezos to Buffett, Branson to Musk. As you think back on all of the interviews you did and leaders you met, is there one that stuck out? And if so, was there something that you learned from them that really made them stand out? Here's your success mentor, Darren Hardy. Yeah, so many impacted me in so many different ways. Uh, it's kind of like a diamond cut with a hundred different facets. You know, each one of those contacts and inputs cut me in some unique way that kind of makes up the whole diamond of my experience and collected wisdom. Um, and, and something that I would say to people who are fascinated by others that they see on TV or on the covers of magazines or on Olympic platforms or on the Forbes 400 list or on stages in front of tens of thousands, the bottom line is that they're just people. Uh, they put their pant leg on one at a time. Uh, they what all they have done is they have focused their capacity. They have focused their life force on one thing. They have grown to be excellent at one thing, not necessarily everything. And in some of their in some cases, you know, the rest of their life is not all that uh, admirable. But this one thing they became world class at. And as a result of it, they've impacted or, as Steve would say, dent the universe or advanced human progress in some exceptional way. And they're not necessarily smarter. Uh, or more talented or wiser even, or gifted or even good looking or went to better schools or had better upbringing, none of that. And, and, so, and many of them, you'd be surprised, are not even very charismatic. Some of them are not even charming. A lot of them are not even that articulate, but they did the work on their craft and they got excellent at one thing. They prioritized and they focused their attention on that one thing. And they built in that process, they built great confidence and courage. I will say confidence and courage is one of the distinguishing factors about these people who went on to go and do bold, audacious and you know world event changing things. And uh, many of them also knew that they were in the right place at the right time. Some people call that getting lucky, but what they saw was that they were in the right place at the right time and they doubled down, right? They took advantage of that luck when it struck. We're all lucky. If you live in a first world you know, economy and you live at this time in history, we're all freaking lucky, but it's what you do when luck comes your way. Do you double down and, and uh, take advantage? And so all of them are great. Of course, I'm big fans of, of, of Musk and Belos and Jobs and Branson and Welch and the like, but my fave, 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 and I'll tell you why, okay? This is, I think this is a, a worthy uh, reflection for everybody to take with them long past this interview. My favorite all time was Louis Zamperini. And when I interviewed him, he was 94 years old and, and, uh, this was a guy that just had a fire in his eyes, like his life force penetrated through his eyes. I don't know if you've ever met and sat in front of somebody like that. Uh, it's like sitting in front of Jack Welch. You know, and I, I met Jack Welch when he was 80 plus and he just still had that burning fire furnace raging through his eyes. Well, Louis uh, was an Olympic distance runner. He competed in the 1936 Olympic Games. Uh, that was the one which Hitler presided over. And after watching Zamperini's final lap of 56 seconds, uh, Hitler insisted on meeting Zamperini and Zamperini stole, you know, one of the <laughs> one of their flags. Anyway, Louis was a bombarder in the um, uh, Pacific Theater during World War II. And on one of his search missions, a, his Green Hornet bomber experienced mechanical failure, crashed into the Pacific, kill, killing 11 men on board, Louis and two others survived and they were then lost at sea for 47 days uh in order to survive they had to catch an albatross you know a bird on their boat and then rip its liver out to to eat it they had to catch a a shark uh and uh and and 
and eat its heart as well, if you can believe that. And they were capsized by the storm and all sorts of crazy things. And they're captured by the, United, the Japanese Navy. And Louis being considered great propaganda as a former American uh, uh, Olympic athlete, they did everything they good, to, to good to try to get him to speak against the United States. Um, they brutally beat him. They tormented, they tortured him to try to get him to speak against the United States, including beating him repeatedly with a belt buckle, face, arms, just brutalized. But Louis would not be broken. He would not speak against the United States all the way through the end of the war in August of 1945. And so Laura Hillebrand's book um, called Unbroken, she's the one that wrote Seabiscuit as well. And then Angelina Jolie did a movie that are both titled Unbroken. And just like my experience meeting Louis, just like reading Man's Search for Meaning, which details Viktor Frankl's experience living in Nazi concentration camps, you get to see just how strong and resilient the human spirit is. It reminds us that the minor strife that we deal with in our modern lives are nothing by comparison to what we can endure. And so during our interview, it was the final question that I asked Louis that I think about to this day almost every single day. And his answer was like a headbutt to the chest. Never will I ever whine, complain, or moan about anything again. And so here's what I asked Louis. I said, what advice would you give somebody from this generation if for whatever reason or whatever circumstance they're facing, they're feeling like giving up? And he said, with a fierce stare that could burrow a hole, hole right through your soul, he said, if they feel like giving up, then they don't have any respect for themselves. My theory is if you want to overcome anything, you got to be fully committed to it. Be hardy, he said, and then overcome it. And the more you overcome adversity, the more and more hardy you will become. As far as self-respect, I don't see how anybody can back off from a challenge. Take the challenge, win or lose, and you'll learn by it, and you'll expand by it, and you'll become more hardy because of it. And again, I don't know whether it's his repeating of the, of the word hardy, but it was just one of those, I never complained about anything since. I just thought about what he was able to endure and, uh, and still not be broken. I felt like I could pretty much handle anything from that point forward. <laughs> 